0: Job chapter 6, verse 1. And Job answereth and saith, Now Job is going to respond to Eliphaz's false accusation. 2. Oh, that my provocation were thoroughly weighed, and my calamity in balances, they would lift up together. Job is saying, If only it were acknowledged and documented how great my suffering has been. 3. For now, than the sands of the sea, it is heavier, therefore my words have been rash. 4. For arrows of the mighty are with me, whose poison is drinking up my spirit. Terrors of God have arrayed themselves for me. Job is saying, how I previously described my misery wasn't good enough. My misery is even greater than what I had previously said. Because now, your words, Eliphaz, are poison to my soul, like poison darts going into me. 5. Brayeth a wild ass over tender grass? Loweth an ox over his provender? 6. Eaten is an insipid thing without salt? Is there sense in the drivel of dreams? Job is saying a donkey and an ox wouldn't be excited to eat if there wasn't food for them. The analogy is that he wouldn't be so grief-strucken if his tragedy wasn't so unexpected and confusing. And he's also saying you can't eat a tasteless Food without putting salt on it, and yet you have given me tasteless food in your words. There's nothing I can do with your words. They're of no comfort to me. 7. My soul is refusing to touch there as my sickening food. Job is saying, receiving your words is like trying to eat tasteless food. 8. Oh, that my request may come, that God may grant my hope. And he's again referring to his death wish. I wish I were dead. 9. That God would please and bruise me, loose his hand, and cut me off. He's explaining that the only reason that you and I are still alive every second is because God has his hand on us. And even though God is allowing Job to suffer, he has his hand on Job and he won't let Job die. And Job is saying, I wish God would let go of my hand so I could die. 10. And yet it is my comfort, and I exult in pain, he doth not spare, that I have not hidden the sayings of the Holy One. And Job is also saying, Yet the one thing I can exult in, in my pain, is that I haven't said anything against the Lord. 11. What is my power that I should hope, and what mine end that I should prolong my life? 12. Is my strength the strength of stones, is my flesh brazen? Job says he has no hope in his own power, or in the end of his life. He doesn't think the end of his life could ever be good, so he just wants it to end quickly. 12. Is my strength, the strength of stones, is my flesh brazen? 13. Is not my help with me, and substance driven from me? He's saying that he can't take it anymore. He isn't made of stone. He can't help himself. He doesn't have any more strength to do anything for himself. 14. To a despiser of his friends is shame, and the fear of the mighty he forsaketh. Job is saying that you should always be kind towards those who are being afflicted, even if they are evil. And your friendship is like a little brook of water that is frozen in the wintertime and dry in the summer, so that it never does you any good. You haven't helped me at all, is what Job is saying. 16. That are black because of ice, by them doth snow hide itself. And that's when he's talking about the brook in the winter time, is covered with snow and ice, and you can't drink it. And then in the summer, it's dry, and you can't drink it. 17. By the time they are warm, they have been cut off. By its being hot, they have been extinguished from their place. Meaning the heat of the sun makes all the water dry up. 18 Turn aside, do the paths of their way. They ascend into emptiness and are lost, meaning that you can't even find the brook in the summer because it dries up and you don't even know where its path was leading. And that's how Job is equating the words of Eliphaz, completely useless. 19 Passengers of Temah looked expectantly. Travelers of Sheba hoped for them. Job is saying, That people who are traveling look for the brook, but they can't find it. And I, who am traveling in my journey of pain, have looked for comfort in your words, and I couldn't find it. 20. They were ashamed that one hath trusted. They have come unto it and are confounded. So when the travelers come to the brook, they're ashamed that they expected water to be there. And when you came to me, I'm now ashamed that I expected you to comfort me. 21 Surely now ye have become the same, ye see a downfall, and are afraid. Job is saying, because of my misery, you're afraid of me, and you're estranging yourself from me. You're afraid that you will fall as well, and that's why you're falsely accusing me. And this is absolutely true. When people have tragedy, their friends will turn on them involuntarily, and it's out of fear. Either their friends won't call them at all or their friends will falsely accuse them or whisper behind their backs A lot of times that's why we don't know what to say to people who are in deep grief Psychologically, it's hard for us to align with them out of fear because we're like I don't want to touch the fallen hero because then I could fall with them They could pull me down as well. And so it's really hard to comfort somebody in grief because you just can't go there mentally or else you are afraid yourself that you will feel it too deeply. This is true of any tragic hero. When something tragic happens, you kind of separate yourself mentally from that person. And it's a way of like emotionally protecting yourself. And it's totally normal and natural, but this is what people do. You know, when Jesus was on the cross, the women who loved him watched from a distance. The Bible tells us specifically, they were at a distance, because they were afraid for their own lives. They knew that if they went and stood right by him, that they would get attacked. And when Jesus was on trial, John watched silently in the room, but never said a word. He stood in the corner and never said a word. And Peter was out in the open area where a lot of people were, He was even further away from Jesus, and he denied Jesus three times. And sometimes, you know, when bad things happen, nobody calls. And we've all been through that before, because people just emotionally and psychologically can't be near us. So that's what's happening with Job and his friends. They're psychologically distancing themselves from Job and saying to themselves, well, we're nothing like Job, therefore this tragedy wouldn't happen to us. 22 Is it because I said give to me, and by your power bribe for me? Job is saying, Have I ever done anything evil that you have ever witnessed? 23 And deliver me from the hand of an adversary, and from the hand of terrible ones ransom me? Job is saying, Have I ever asked you for money, or anything? 24 Show me, and I, I keep silent, and what I have erred, let me understand. Job is saying, You need to say specifically what I have done wrong. Then I'll shut up, but until you can specifically accuse me of something, I'm not going to be silent. Now Job is calling Eliphaz out and saying, You told me I'm a sinner, then name one sin that you know of. 25. How powerful have been upright sayings, and what doth reproof from you reprove? Job is saying, You've rebuked me, but what are you rebuking me about? 26. For reproof, do you reckon words? And for wind, sayings of the desperate, Job is saying, "All you have heard is me wishing that I were dead. Is that my crime? All you've heard is my desperate statements." Twenty-seven, anger on the fatherless, ye cause to fall and are strange to your friend. Job is saying, "You're acting like you don't even know me, and you're being angry with me as if you were angry with a fatherless." Meaning as if you were angry with somebody who was totally innocent. It's true. Eliphaz has known Job his whole life, most likely. And now Eliphaz is pretending that he knows that Job is evil. And he's always known Job to be good. So it's like Eliphaz is pretending he doesn't know Job. And Job is calling him out on it. 28. And now please look upon me, even to your face do I lie? Job is saying, look me in the eye. Are you going to claim that I'm lying to you now? 29. Turn back, I pray you. Let it not be perverseness. Yea, turn back again. My righteousness is in it. Job is telling Eliphaz to reverse what he said. Look at me, and if you can't accuse me, then you need to acknowledge that I have been righteous. 30. Is there in my tongue perverseness? Discerneth not my palate desirable things? Have I ever said anything wrong? Job is really challenging Eliphaz to name his sin, which Eliphaz cannot do. And that concludes Job chapter 6. We are continuing a very long conversation, and it is going to continue throughout the book of Job, and eventually God will get in on this conversation.